Welcome to the High Hopes Phillies Minor League Rundown. I'm Jason Springer here with Jeff Cohen, following the journey of the players chasing their dreams in the Phillies farm system. Jeff, we've got one week under our belt, and you have just returned from a trip to baseball stadiums at every level. Tell me about it. So are we following my journey now? Yeah, the journey of Jeff and his son. So we decided to go down to Atlanta. <clears throat> we were actually going to the Masters, and we decided, wait, we're down there. What do we do? Well, we'll stop and we'll go to If a, you're a Cohen, you go see baseball. Exactly. So we went to see a Gwinnett Stripers game, okay. which is a triple-A team for the Braves. Okay, tell me what you saw. They've got a pretty good uh, team, don't they? They had a pitcher who is their number one prospect who was uh, pitched a perfect game through five, and then they took him out. Okay. Um, so if we're going to win a World Series with the Phillies, we probably should do it soon because they have a whole boatload of talent down there. All right, well, we'll talk about so, our talent soon. Tell me about the rest of your travels. Uh, the Well, the Braves okay. stink. Uh, they did win the game, but it's a nice stadium. They it's, don't stink it's, totally. They're 7-1 and one since playing in Philly. Yeah, well, the stadium is nice, but it's not Citizens Bank Park. Well, no, even stadium, though it's relatively new. But it, but it goes to, we are trying to see every major league park by the mm -hmm. time he goes to college. So, How's that going? Uh, 21 stadiums down. Okay. So we're almost there. We got that. And then we were at the University of Georgia uh, after the Masters, so we decided to take on a college baseball game with the number two team in the country, and they destroyed the number 17 team in the country, 12 to 2, which led me to turn to the guy next to me at one point and go, hey, by the way, is there a mercy rule in college? <laughs> you guys really are a baseball family. You cracked me up. I'm glad that you guys had fun, and uh, I always enjoy that you and Alex have that experience together. We talk about uh, baseball and sports and what families have together, and I think it's cool that that's your thing. It, it was very nice, but you know what? Maybe the biggest thr thrill was on your way back. Uh, on the way back, we're just standing there in security, and uh, behind my son, I kind of look at a guy, and I'm like, wait a second. And I said to my my son, hey, I think he's on The Walking Dead. And lo and behold, it turns out it's Jerry from The Walking Dead for people who know the show. He's so that one was of the, the most characters. exciting thing that's happened to you in the last couple months of your life? No, but <laughs> it, it was kind of a funny thing. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you could enjoy your trip. I'm glad you made it back for us to talk on the show today. We're going to head out to Reading later this weekend. Well, so that's the exciting thing. That is the exciting I'm excited thing. to be back and be getting to warmer, a little warmer weather up here uh -huh. and ball games. So. It is definitely nicer out. We're going to start hitting some ball games. Uh, we later in the show will have an interview with Jojo Romero that we got last week when we were up at Lehigh Valley just before the season started. Jeff, tell me what happened. There is one week down. Where you want to start? Why don't we start at Reading since we have Jojo to talk about. So, well, yeah. Uh, he was there last year. Mm -hmm. So Reading is without him but has seems to be stacked with pitching again this year. The hitting was supposed to be the strong suit. So far, and it's early, it's not necessarily the case. Hazley's batting a, a cool 0.95. Hazley's struggling Yeah, and, and in fact, um, last night, Wednesday night, they decided to sit him for the game. So maybe that'll get his head clear, and I, I have no thoughts that he's not going to succeed no. double A. He already did last year. So yeah, he's going he's gonna to be a good player. He'll be fine. Randolph, on the other hand, is again batting 230, 235 as of the time that we're, we're going on the air and uh, he does have one home run it was a 10th inning home run that won the game but other than that he really hasn't done much Moniac has shown increased power and we got to see Moniac up close uh, 
uh, last week during the 222 showcase, Moniac is visibly stronger. Yeah, he's, um, he's definitely bigger, his frame. Yeah, and so he has started off with a, with a home run and three doubles. Um, he has cooled off a little bit in the last two games. Well, everybody cooled off because they were snowed out Tuesday night. So. Yeah. <laughs> For a shout-out to Greg Caserta, who uh, was doing his pre-show in the snow, videotaping it, saying, you'll have to follow me to see if we're going on the air. And Greg, where was the snow angel? I kept waiting. That's right. You got to go out to the mound and do a snow angel. You better be listening on this lead into the show. We expect answers, Greg. So tell me more, Jeff. How's the Reading pitching going? We were concerned about uh, what they'd have there pretty strong i think they've done great the last week and that's kind of been the thing that's kept them as well as doing as well as they have been doing uh the key to it and the ace is going to be in my mind is going to be david parkinson and he did not disappoint in his first double a start this year he had five innings pitch one run 10 strikeouts and got the win if you want to catch our interview with him from spring training you can check it out on our website highhopesfills.com great time sitting down with him Tell me more, Jeff. What else is going on with some of the arms in Reading? You want to move to Lehigh Valley. Lehigh Valley's off to a four and two start now. I think that they have rebounded nicely. Um, I think that they are going to do well. I've told you I think that the rotation is going to be their strength. I have a feeling that one of those six guys is going to make his way to the major leagues very, very soon, though. Which one? That See, becomes, that's a tough one. That becomes the um, question. I, I don't... Not JoJo. It will not be JoJo, just because... JoJo, just, JoJo struggled in his first outing, but, you know, got it together, but had a rough first inning. But then yeah, but really that's not the down. reason. I think it's just because they, they have four guys on that staff who pitched last year at the Major League level. See, I want to so, see Cole Irving get his shot. I We all do. I mean, come <laughs> on. I think it would be great. Um, Cole pitched last night, so if they brought somebody up right away, it wouldn't be him. That was the um, two. Wednesday night game that he pitched in? No, the Wednesday night game. No, the Wednesday night game. Today is? Wednesday. Today's Thursday. Today my days Thursday. are my days are all backwards. <laughs> I, I don't know my days of the week. My two-year-old son I, teaches me I will me be them. quizzing you again On during our, our Friday show <laughs> of sports which, to see what day you think day it, is that. it is. I may have that day wrong, too. <laughs> so, but, what, I, but, but I think that the guy that is going to come up, that they want to come up right away, is Jared Eikhoff, if he's healthy. Um, he was planning to come up, or the Phillies were planning to have him come up when they got rained out and might have well they thought they were going to be rained out and then they were going to have a double header he was prepared to come up at that point so they already have him first in line it looks like for the the if Nick Pavetta does not do well again Nick Pavetta struggled um, in last night's Phillies game gave up six runs and did not make it I don't believe to pass the third inning may have been out in the second so that was a tough start for him I, I don't know about you. I, I like Pavetta. Um, again, I think he, like Velasquez, is going to end up as a, as a bullpen arm. Uh, I don't think that he has the consistency. I know that people were really high on him based on a couple spring training starts this year, but I, I, I think even one writer had him listed as the possible Cy Young cool. guy. I, I don't see it. Ranger Suarez went five innings in his first outing, giving up no runs, 91 pitches, 53 of them straight facing 20 batters. So, I mean, is he a guy that you would see go up? The problem is Ranger does not have the velocity for the major leagues. And, and I just Can don't. you have so many of those guys that pitch with finesse but not velocity? Well, that's the, that's the problem. Now, I've always barked that I think we need to have a lefty or two in the rotation, which he fulfills that 
quota, but I don't think that he's the answer. And if you're going to bring up a lefty, Cole Irvin's the lefty that you should be bringing up. Jeff, tell me what's going on with Alec Bohm at Lakewood. He's uh, off to a good start. Eh, he's off to an okay start. Yeah, um, such a critic. Look, he's batting around 275, okay. which is good early in the season. Um, Lakewood started, got off to a slow start. Uh, they lost their first three and then won their next three. Um, he has not shown the power yet. So even though he's batting in the 270s, he has zero home runs and he has one RBI. Do you think that's an adjustment to the, the higher level ball? I don't know because he didn't do that well at Williamsport in his short time there before he got injured. So uh, I'm hoping and he, that the increased time that he put in at Clearwater in the spring train time, spring training time period, is going to help him. He got there very early. Report everybody reported that he was in, you know, in early, getting stronger, doing what he needed to do. But again, it's early and it's cold. I mean, these guys are not used to playing in this kind of cold as it warms up we'll see how Alec does but you can't judge a guy based on a week of baseball anything else in the first week stand out to you other than the winner of our final fur contest uh Matt Fairling I mean last year we saw him jump from Williamsport to Lakewood and just excel and now he is at high A and clear water and he hasn't skipped a beat I mean all this guy does is hit he's not a power hitter but he has a beautiful but he's a hitter yes he he is a he's the old-fashioned center fielder he feels really well and he can hit I mean he will hit for average and I think even if he gets to the majors he's going to be hitting 300 well that'll definitely be something to watch and we'll we'll look forward to talking to him and a bunch of the other players coming up in in coming weeks Uh, this week we've got our interview that we had that we conducted last week with Jojo Romero you want to get to that Jeff let's do it all right let's do it so we're here in Coca-Cola Park with Jojo Romero, who plans on spending a decent amount of time here this year. Jojo, uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So what's it like to be here in Coca-Cola Park in what is not 80-degree weather right now? Yeah, that's uh, you miss uh, Florida weather a little bit, but... Um Nice to be here. A great park, you know, great clubhouse, and you know, great team that we have here. Are you looking forward to uh, pitching with this group of guys? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, top to bottom, you know, it's a great rotation. Um, bullpen is unbelievable as well, and I'm you know, just looking to, you know, learning from every one of these guys. You're here with with a six-man rotation this season to start the season, with probably the best rotation in AAA. What's it like to be part of that rotation, and and how do you see a six man rotation helping you out yeah I mean um, you know once an honor to be part of a rotation like this um, you know I feel last year you know we had a really good rotation as well you know the year before that um, Lakewood Clearwater type deal rotation our Lakewood rotation I think we had up to an eight-man rotation at one point you know filled <laughs> with um, you know Sixto Sanchez with them Medina Suarez so right. I've got, I kind of got that feel of pitching in a in a bigger rotation but um, you know it's helpful you know you get that extra day rest when, when you need it and usually that comes you know around middle of the season middle of the season time but um, you know it's uh, you get the extra rest day you know you get the extra time to just relax and you know learn from every one of these guys okay what's it like to have all that talent and knowledge around you that you guys get to not only push each other every day but kind of bounce ideas off each other and learn from each other what works and and what what flies yeah no in, in the right mindset of staying um, 
like the mindset of uh, ne never stop learning. I mean, you can utilize so much from these guys. Um, just the way they carry themselves, the way they prepare themselves before going out to a practice, uh, before they throw, and ju just you know different things they look for in the game, like when they're watching a game, or maybe when they're watching film or something. But you know, it's a real, it's a real big opportunity to learn from these guys. And you know they've been around, they pitched for a long time, and pitch at the highest level, and you know, it's a great chance to learn. What was it like for you this spring to go through spring training, a little more experience? in the system now you kind of know what you're going into a little bit different this year for you there yeah I would say a little bit different uh, last year I came up for uh, to pitch an inning and as a backup in one of the games and you know coming out of the bullpen I was really nervous coming out and I didn't really throw a lot of strikes that game but you know I did uh, did a lot of things to prepare myself in the offseason coming into the spring training and you know my first outing of the year I got to start against the Tigers and just went on the mound you know a lot of confidence and you know just didn't feel that that nerves at all so um, it, was, it was a really good opportunity to, to be able to pitch with with that level of comfort and being able to learn from these guys and you know pitching alongside you know Arietta, Pavetta, Nola and all those guys so it was, it was awesome. So when you pitched against the Tigers or pitched against any of the other teams you pitched against in spring training who was the guy if anybody that you went wow I can't believe I'm pitching against this guy? Uh, Miggy uh, the first so I pitched against the Tigers twice and the first time was at um, the Clearwater Stadium and he was in that lineup and obviously he's probably not going to travel to that game but um, I know after I pitched against him, you know, my brother texts me, he's like, man, you know, I wish M Miggy was in that lineup, and you know, they had JD in that lineup, so that was kind of like a, oh, wow, you know, this guy. You What'd know, you do against him? Uh, fly out on, like, the second or third pitch, or uh -huh. whatever it was, but um, the second time we went down to Lakeland, he was in the lineup, and uh, faced him with two runners on, and first three pitches, you know, got behind him, and ended up coming back and struck him out looking, and after that happened, I was like, whoa, that just happened, <laughs> and right after the game, you know, I got texts from you know, the family saying, oh, my God, you know, I can't believe he struck out Miggy. But you know, that was probably the highlight of, uh, of pitching against him. You know, I grew up, you know, watching him and great hitter, you know, just demolishes pitchers. And, what, what did Coach Romero say to you? Um, <laughs> sit down, Miggy, and something like that. But you know, they're, they're all excited just to see, you know, me, me pitching on in those type of games against, you know, big league hitters that, you know, they grew up watching, you know, with me as well. So it was just an awesome opportunity. Last year we talked to you and we talked to uh, pitching coach Steve Schrank about your use of the many pitches that you have in your repertoire. Um, have you talked to him at all in the offseason or at the beginning of this year about which ones you feel most comfortable throwing? Yeah, I mean, f for the most part, I, I stay – I'll throw every single pitch for the most part. And mainly it's just a variation of the way I throw one certain pitch. It's like it's a way I throw a certain fastball in a certain count or the way I throw a changeup in a certain count or to a specific hitter or whatever the case may be. But um, I, I think last year to start the year, you know, I kind of got away from that, from just attacking the hitter and just trying to play too much with it. And that led to the second half, just, you know, attacking hitters from the beginning. And um, and w with the same type of type of repertoire, just attacking hitters was the main mindset. Well, we asked some of the people that follow our show, if they had questions for you, what would one of them be? And somebody mentioned a screwball. <laughs> Is that a new pitch for you? Um, I, I know sometimes there's a... There's a way I throw one pitch that can make it, you know, move all crazy. And I, again, I always, I never stop messing with pitches, whether it be messing with the grip for one for one pitch, just seeing how much it can move, how much it could drop, or whatever it might be. But there's a, there might be some surprises this year. So how many pitches are you throwing now? Um, 
I mean, all I know is sometimes when I'm on the mound, our catchers joke around that they they might have to take their glove off just to call a couple signs. But <laughs> <laughs> what's it like? You got to move up this year with Steve Schrank. He's now the pitching coach here in Lehigh Valley. How's that in terms of the consistency for you in terms of being able to continue what you were working on with him last year? Yeah, no, it was awesome. Um, you know, when I got when I was struggling that first month last year, we really you know, got pretty close, and he was trying to you know help me, and that uh, I think that kind of you know helped our relationship grow and you know getting the chance to you know pitch for him here it's it's awesome I mean he knows me really well and knows where I knows my my type of routine and and what I um, the type of pitcher I am on the mound so you know he, he holds me accountable when I need to be and um, it, it's just a great relationship we have so it's it's awesome to pitch for him here it's only game point one because this is the 2-2-2 showcase between you and Redding but one of the things that we've already noticed from talking to people around here is that you guys seem already very close that the the pitchers are all going out together for dinner and stuff around the Lehigh Valley. Uh, what does that mean for the beginning of a season to have guys that you feel so close to and that you get along with right away? Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Like you said, we're all really close. And, uh, you know, that starts not even in in uh, spring training, but, I mean, sometimes in the off season. you know, a lot of us are Arizona, California guys, so it makes it easier for us to, you know, meet up to go out for food or just hang out. Or some of us are even with the same agency. So it's uh, we, we get the relationship growing, you know, all year long and so when we go into spring training you know we're you know we're doing everything together especially pitchers pitchers are pretty much on the same schedule so mm-hmm. we get a better chance to hang out with each other off the field and you know we take that into the field to where we you know a lot of stuff that we do whether it be playing video games or watching something on tv or movie or something that all right so that was the next question so are you a gamer a little bit yeah yeah so what's your what's your preferred game in the in the locker room um i'm a big like call of duty type of guy yeah. But I also love my sports games. Every uh-huh. every time a new sports game comes out, whether it be 2K, FIFA, baseball, I mean, I'm, I'm all over those. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, last year I believe Cole boasted, Cole Irvin boasted, that he hadn't lost to anybody. <laughs> Has he lost yet? Uh, in, in what game? In any of these games. In any, uh, I haven't yeah. seen him play any of these games yet. No. Um, but I know as the season goes on, there's going to be a lot of friendly competition. We already talked about uh, running some show games together, so... I know we're getting we're uh, stacking our lineups, so that's gonna be a good one to watch. He's definitely excited about the gaming. <laughs> we actually asked him about the e-gaming that they're gonna build down in South Philly by Xfinity Live. There, oh, he okay. seems like he's ready to get in and put a shovel <laughs> in the ground. I can imagine. Yeah. How exciting is it for you for opening day? You know, we ask players what it's like. You know, obviously fans get excited for it. This is not your first time through the rodeo. Are you still as excited as you were the first time that you got to go out there? Oh, absolutely I mean there's a certain set of nerves and energy that comes with opening day um, whether that be I mean the fans you know just all the above there's just a certain type of energy that you don't get in in spring training for say like um, I mean when, when you're when you're playing down there you know you're still kind of getting through that rust breaking through that trying to figure out okay if this is gonna work what's not gonna work but opening day just that, that certain energy that the crowd brings that the fans bring and you know that you know you're competing for real and you're trying to get to trying to get to the big leagues so just uh, just a different feel uh, some one of the fans asked do you collect your own baseball cards um, I would say yes just yeah. because family uh-huh. um, my family every time I get some or er, 
every time it gets, um, they see one out there, they always ask, you know, if I have any available. So I, I would say I have a good amount of them to start up away at home. But, you know, that goes back to being a little kid. I have my, I still have my own little big old binder full of baseball cards I collect. My brother uh, has a bunch and he actually has a, he's actually on the good end of that because now every time I run into one of these guys, whether it be Kingry, same agency or <laughs> all these young guys, he, he gets, uh, he'll take a baseball and a card and every chance he gets to meet them, he has them autograph it and hangs them up. So it's pretty awesome. If there's one guy whose autograph you could get, who would it be? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I would say Aaron Judge, but I've had the pleasure of he's same agency, so I've had the pleasure of getting a card and you know picture sign, and as well as my brother. But so, what's the one that you haven't gotten that you that you really really want? Um, I have to say Mike Trout. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Trout. That'd be that'd be pretty uh, pretty awesome. So over the next uh, couple days, you're gonna have to wait your turn to to get your first start. How do you deal with those nerves and getting yourself mentally prepared, not going out there and just over pitching? Yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to self-preparation, uh, whether that be in the video room, uh, you know, watching these different hitters I'm be able to face or mm -hmm. you know, sitting in the game. You can learn a lot from sitting in the dugout, just the way by the person swings the bat, the mm -hmm. way they adjust and account. So just by doing all that to keep my mind off, you know, when I'm actually going to pitch is going to mm -hmm. be helpful. And as it's been, you know, the last couple of years that I've done that. Uh, we talk a lot in ba about baseball with patience. Last year, you had to go through that a little bit yourself, um, not pitching most of the second half of the season. What was that experience like for you? What did you learn from it, and, and what do you take into this year from it? Yeah, I mean, it was tough. Um, you know, it felt like right as I was getting on a roll, you know, that I, I unfortunately got injured. But, um, you know, being being down in Clearwater rehabbing, you know, it was tough seeing the you know my team out there. And, you know, I want to be up there, you know, doing whatever I could to help them to help win some games. But um, I learned a lot just by, like you said, the patience part of it, um, whether that be, you know, the little, little self victories in, the, in rehab, trying to, you know, get three sets of something instead of to or just trying to keep my mind focused on those little victories and you know, doing whatever I could to, you know, support my team from afar, whether that be, you know, following in a game and texting them, you like, hey, you know, good outing or, um, you know, see you're hitting, you're heating up at the plate, uh, just those little things. But uh, those, those small victories that you hold, that I held within uh, rehab really helped out. Do you ever get it to a point where you just get really down and just wonder why you're doing it? Um, not really, because, I mean, at the same time, you know, you have a strong support system behind me, you know, my, all my family, and, you know, they, they always reassure me, you know, uh, just keep pushing through it. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, that's why I do it, is for my family and to be an example for my younger brother who hopefully in June is going to be getting a call and um, going through that experience as well. You know, if not, he's a couple years away, but um, just, just leading by example for my family, and, um, you know, that, that kind of keeps me going. What's it been like to go through that experience with your little brother? You, you obviously went through it yourself, and what's it like now to, to go through it on the other side with him? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so, you know, every opportunity I get um, to, you know, learn something new or new resource or new recovery gear or whatever, you know, I make sure I get it and keep it at home, and I, I write up his own little programs for him that he needs to be doing, and, you know, every, um, just everybody I run into, I make sure he tries to, you know, know who they are and, you um, 
reach out to them every once in a while, just get little tips here and there. But you know, every every resource that I've had, you know, coming through, uh, I would say probably my first year of college till now, I make sure he has the opportunity to as a high schooler, and you know, hopefully that makes him a couple or gets him a couple steps ahead of me when I was at that position. There's obviously a lot of excitement up and down the organization with what's going on at the big league level. Uh, last weekend, season opener for the Phillies, great first series. Does that trickle down for you guys? Do you watch that, get a little more excited about what you're doing and what's going on here? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, I remember telling my dad in spring training, uh, I got my, I believe it was my first outing. You know, I had Segura behind me, Cesar Hernandez. Uh, I believe Hoskins was at first. I was, JT was catching me, and uh, I had a really good outing, and uh, um, you know, just seeing, you know, the plays they made behind me, I told him, I was like, man, you know, this is this is awesome. This is a dream right here to have a team like that. And that's it. You know, Harper wasn't there yet. And Alduba uh, was in the lineup. So there's, you know, seeing, seeing what they did opening day, you know, kind of it motivates, you know, not just me, but, you know, everyone around me, whether it be triple A, double A, high A, that, you know, we're all, you know, competing to get up to that top and uh, again to try, to try to crack our way into that lineup or that rotation. We know how the fans reacted to Bryce Harper being signed. How did you guys react? Um, I mean, it was awesome. Uh, you get a chance to get the uh, one of the best players in baseball. You know, that's always a plus. And, uh, you know, seeing what he can add to a lineup and what he's done to a lineup already, you know, you see the, the positive impact he's had. And not just when he's hitting, but you saw in that spring training game when he when they intentionally walked him, got to Hoskins and, you know, Grand Slam. So it's not just what he do, what he offers to a game, but, you know, the, the domino effect that he has on a lineup and the way he impacts a game, you know, without even having to, you know, put a ball in play. Well, JoJo, we really appreciate the time, and we look forward to following you here and at your next step. Awesome. Thank you. That was a great interview with JoJo. And, and, and you know, it always makes me um, – I'm always interested by the guys that talk about their younger and old, older siblings because there's so many people in sports that have siblings that play the same sport. And JoJo's now got a younger brother who is about to go through the same process that he went through. And you could see the look of pride on his face, and it'll be interesting to follow not only JoJo as he moves moves up, but also his brother. And yesterday was National Siblings Day, so good on him for supporting his brother. Jeff, tell me what else is going on in Clearwater, and then I want to know who won the final fur. Well, we were remiss in not mentioning the Threshers, and uh, we did mention Matt Fearling, but the one thing we didn't mention is Spencer Howard. And Spencer Howard, although he struggled a little bit in his first game, uh, he was our number one prospect for pitching last year, and uh, he did not disappoint last night. He got back to being Spencer Howard. He pitched six uh, no run innings, gave up three hits, had five strikeouts, uh, and lowered his ERA to a normal Spencer Howard ERA. So who's the top pitcher in the system right now? Spencer Howard. He's still... There's no, there is no question in my mind that the guy, if you were going to say, who's the untouchable, and I know people cringe about the word untouchable, but if you're asking me who's the one guy that you at least want to give up in any kind of trade, it's Spencer Howard, and that included when they had 6-0 Sanchez. So we don't have a long time to talk about this, but mm -hmm. with the struggles that the Phillies bullpen has had, who's an arm in the bullpen in the minors that could come up? Well, you're gonna look. You're gonna look at me when I say this, but I don't think they need an arm in the bullpen from the minors. I you think, think they what should they need put to do Velasquez is they need to put Velasquez into the bullpen and bring somebody up. I'm sorry, I asked. Tell me about the final <laughs> fur, Jeff. So we do have a winner, 
and the Cinderella story continued, and it's the glass Boomer. slipper fit. That's right. It's a big furry glass slipper, but it's uh, Boomer from the Williamsport Crosscutters. And congratulations to that entire community. And we look forward to handing them their final fur trophy. People got into season. voting, Jeff. Especially those uh, Boomer fans. Yeah, that was. Uh, and so we've we put to rest the hot dog debate about whether hot dog vendor. You mean the crazy hot dog it, vendor? Whether debate. the crazy yes. hot dog vendor is a mascot. We could do that one time too. Best hot dogs. Best concessions of all the Phillies minor league teams. There's so much to talk about when it comes to the minor leagues. Jeff, I'm going to let you compile the list. Any right. final thoughts? Well, food we should be your thing. <laughs> food should be my thing. Is that a hint? No, you're just a come more of a connoisseur. All right. I'm the, I'm the food connoisseur apparently on the show. We'll leave it there and we'll be back next week with some more interviews. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll be back as the lead in every Thursday night to the Reading Phillies here on 610 ESPN. We'll be back then. Enjoy the ball game.